empower every voice. That's Flipgrid's tagline, and I think they're doing good work towards achieving that. Welcome to Common Plan with Elgato. On today's episode, my thoughts on Flipgrid, along with some tips to help you get started. Okay, so one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is Flipgrid. I, I mentioned it earlier, and I wanted to go more into uh, more in depth in in this segment here on uh, my thoughts on Flipgrid, as well as some tips that hopefully you might find helpful if you if you decide to try it out. And and I do think that you should. I think it's a it's a really good app. It's something that I'm definitely going to be using more and and incorporating into my my system and uh so here are some of the things that i liked about uh flipgrid first of all it provides an opportunity for students to express themselves verbally even when you're not in a face-to-face in a face-to-face environment you know students love to be able to kind of express themselves and usually students are much better at speaking and expressing their their thoughts verbally than they are at, at writing at least that's been the case with most of my students. And this provides them that that opportunity. And not only does it give them this opportunity to express themselves verbally, but it also gives them a lot of control because they can record as many times as they need to. They can edit. They have full control over what they submit, what they turn in. So if they don't like the way they said something, they, they can edit it. It's a very, I find that to be very empowering to to our students and comforting as well, which I think is important for, for a lot of students. So another aspect of Flipgrid that, that I liked a lot and that I think is important, one of the reasons why I want to continue to explore this tool and continue to implement it is it, it offers a sense of community that uh, is hard to replicate in in this new model of distance learning and that is a lot more flexible than synchronous tools such as Zoom and, and other tools where everyone has to be at the same place at the same time. So this this level of flexibility uh, combined with the uh, sense of community I think is, is really powerful. And the way uh, Flipgrid works, in case you've never seen it, is you create a grid basically for every class that you have and every post, every video that is submitted is posted in that grid and uh, is basically, depending on how you have it set up, can be seen by other students in that in that grid or that class. And, and this, I think, is what is such a powerful, such a powerful thing to, to be able to, not only for you to see your students, but for them to see each other as well and and to hear each other and to kind of be in this space where they're exchanging ideas not not a lot different than it would be in the classroom it's just a little bit more controlled and um, like i said a little bit more flexible so i i think this is one of the key aspects of flipgrid that that i like and one of the reasons why i would recommend it another aspect of it uh, that i think is important is as educators we're constantly looking for how can we push our students? How can we 
get them to that higher order thinking. And with Flipgrid, I think it's it's kind of embedded in in the the tool, you know, higher order thinking because students have to they have to create, right? They have to they're creating this video, they're creating this this content depending on what the question is, uh, what the prompt is that you're uh, assigning your students, it, it could be used for it to evaluate, to analyze, and of course, ultimately to, to create their response and, and, and post it. This is also one of, the, one of the things that I really like about Flipgrid, the fact that it's such a flexible tool and you can really get creative with it and use it in many different ways. Um, and I'd actually love to hear some ideas uh, if you have used Flipgrid in, in a way that you think is very creative and that you found to be that you found to be engaging and that you would like to share, please share that with me and I'll provide my contact information how to do that uh, later. But I, I do like the flexibility of the tool and I think that um, I mean, I'm just I just started using the tool this week actually and I think that there's so much that I can uh, that can be done with it makes me believe that there's it's worth investing time and energy into into exploring it uh, i like the the fact that you can create custom rubrics to for grading your students assignments there's a rubric option built in and you can actually customize it i believe it's uh, called customizing feedback and you can create your own rubric which makes grading really simple and intuitive and uh, you can actually use that to provide really in-depth feedback to your students so they understand what they did well what they need to work on and i also like the the fact that you can schedule hard deadlines so uh, you can actually have your their topic open the the assignment open for a window of time and once that window closes then it's it uh, students are no longer allowed to submit assignments which also makes grading a lot easier. I like to always have that hard deadline so that I know that once I graded everything, I'm done with grading. And then if I need to make any exceptions for students who miss for whatever reason, you know, I do those on a case-by-case basis, but I like having those hard deadlines. It's one of the reasons why uh, I use Google Forms and that I like using Google Forms so much is because there's a, it's, it's a switch. And once you flip that switch and you say no longer taking responses, that's it. That's your deadline, right? So it makes it easier for grading uh, when you have that deadline and using those, uh, the rubrics, I think is, is fantastic. So I like the fact that it's easy to use, uh, creating grids uh, and organizing classes and creating topics and organizing topics. It, it's just a, a really well-organized tool. I overall like the way it's easy to keep things organized within your classes and the topics, assignments. Uh, I think that's always that's always a plus. I think as as educators, we have so many demands on our time and attention that it's important to to be as efficient as possible. And I think when tools such as Flipgrid and other tools help us stay organized, I think that's I think that's key. So, kind of going back to the uh, minimizing barriers, it's it's easy to share these assignments with students and it's easy to get students signed in. Depending on how you set it up, you can use uh, Gmail or you can have them use their uh, their student, their student uh, emails. 
so it, it really depends how you want to have it set up but there's no additional account that they have to create uh, they use accounts that they already have which i think is essential going back to the to the mantra of minimizing barriers no external accounts uh, now there is uh, a drawback to that that does uh, occur with flipgrid and i'll discuss that in a minute but the fact that they don't have to create an additional account for anything i think is is huge also important is i think the moderating option i think is is good because it gives the teacher power to keep the videos up appropriate to make sure that the the content that you're putting in in your grids is is actually appropriate and to the topic and i it also could be used to you know for shy students who don't want to share their videos with the entire class if they just wanted to submit it to you then you can use that that option at your discretion um, which is i think a, a good feature so that those were the the points that I liked about Flipgrid, and there are a few things that I didn't like about it, and we'll be going over those now. So s some of the things that I didn't like about Flipgrid, first is for students who are using their mobile phones or their mobile devices, they, uh, in order for them to actually post their response, their videos, they have to download the Flipgrid app. I really wish this was a web-based thing that they could use on their phones and without having to download an app because again going back to the uh the minimizing barriers i think it's it's really difficult to to get students to actually download apps and and actually use them so that's one of the i think key drawbacks of flipgrid and also i noticed for myself when i was trying to upload a video for my topic focus each topic allows you the opportunity to upload a video kind of explaining your your assignment and your topic and going over the instructions and so forth and uh so i created a video of myself going over the instructions explaining the the topic on my iphone and i was not able to upload it directly that way i think that definitely is a little bit of a drawback should be able to just record on your iphone and upload your topic focus directly without having to use any uh, external apps or, or anything like that. And lastly, uh, I think this is also key because it, it kind of um, impacted me and I, you know, I learned this the hard way, but as you're editing grids and as you're editing your topic, there is no autosave function. So every change that you make, you need to actually go in there, uh, make sure you click on update topic or update grid or it will not save as soon as you uh, x out or um, if you accidentally kind of close a window none of the work you did was saved if had uh, if, if none of the work you did was saved if you didn't click on the update topic or update grid button so that's huge i'm used to using google products and other products that uh, save automatically and i don't have to think about saving and uh, the fact that you do have to click on that update button constantly is is definitely a drawback. Uh, those are my thoughts on Flipgrid and uh, coming up we'll be discussing some some tips, some some things I learned that hopefully can help you save some time and uh, make this make this experience a little bit easier.
Okay, so uh, let's discuss these uh, tips, a few tips here for using Flipgrid. First of all, when you're introducing this, just like any other new app or activity that you introduce to your students, you want to keep it simple in the beginning. I think one of the things that I, one of the mistakes that I made with my uh, first Flipgrid assignment was I kind of, I was too ambitious with it and I asked for too much in the beginning. And this definitely turned a lot of students away from the assignment. And, and so I think keeping the first topic easy, something simple, something that maybe a conversational type discussion type question that they can easily respond to and not feel a lot of pressure about because remember they're they're not comfortable speaking in front of the camera and being recorded and so that itself becomes a big obstacle so you don't want to to add on to that by keeping the the assignment as simple as simple as possible i think it will give students a, a, a comfort level that i think would be necessary for them to to do the assignment and, and start getting comfortable with with the with the, the tool. Save often, already mentioned that, you want to make sure that you're clicking that update topic, update grid button as often as possible. Every change you make, make sure you click that button so you don't lose anything. Uh, if you're making a rubric, if you're uh, adding instructions or whatever the case is, you want to make sure that you uh, don't lose that. So again, click that button. Use the custom rubrics, use the custom feedback option. This will help you with grading and it's a great way to provide useful and clear detailed feedback to your students. So make sure you use that function. Use a moderate option. Make sure that you're kind of looking through the videos uh, before you post them to the class so that things stay on topics, uh, things stay appropriate. Um, so definitely use the moderate option and create and then duplicate. Make sure you create your first grid, get it exactly how you want it to be, get all the settings right, and then duplicate it as many times as you need to for, for your classes. Likewise with the topics, create one topic, make sure it's set the way you want it to be. You have the instructions, you have your rubrics, whatever it is that you want to, to do to your topic, right? Get that set and then duplicate it for the rest of your classes. This is gonna be the most efficient way to get that done, okay? so. Uh, keep it simple, save often, use a custom rubric, moderate option, and create and then duplicate. I think if you follow these tips, you should have uh, a, a smooth experience uh, the first time using Flipgrid. So that's it for this week's episode. I hope that you found some value in it. If you did, please like, subscribe, share with a fellow educator. And I hope you do try Flipgrid. If you have your own tips or insights on Flipgrid, please share it with me. You can find me at Facebook at facebook.com slash Delgado and on most other social media channels at Delgado History. See you next week.